Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Fiction. Science fiction. Horror. Fantasy. Crime. LGBT. Thriller. You have now entered the house of mystery. With your host. Eric Shapiro, David North Martino, John Copenhaver, and our Warren. Uh, author Nigel Cawthon. Thank you for being here. That's my pleasure. Um, now, Nigel, you've written um, how many books? Over 200 books? 250? Yeah, yeah it's around 250. I, I keep losing count. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so so how, did, how did that start for you? I mean, that's, that's a huge amount of books to write. Uh, I'll tell you what happened. I, I, mean, I, I got a degree in physics um, and Back in the day, uh, they used to be, um, before the internet and ISDN lines and the rest of it, um, uh, publishers used to have to send um, uh, copy out to uh, printers and typesetters. They were also outside London. Um, and my, my job, my, I was a messenger to support myself during, during university. Um, and I used to take the copy out and corrected proofs out to the the railway stations that then went out to the uh, the typesetters and the printers and then which worked they worked overnight and they sent back them in the morning I used to pick them up and take them to um, the uh, back to the the, the, um, the publishers 
And one day I was sitting waiting for a package and there was a notice board and it, it, they were looking for a features writer on a, a magazine called Nuclear Engineering in International. So I applied immediately because I actually knew something about nuclear engineering. But, uh, but they, they said that, that was only advertised for union reasons and they already had the guy to fill the job. But they gave me a, a job on a, a weekly tabloid that went to uh, white goods shops. You no know, fridges and freezers and washing machines and the rest of it. Uh, and they took me on uh, and they taught me how to write a uh, hundred word news story and a longer feature and captions, headlines, and the rest of it. Um, at the time, I was having a, an affair with a married woman. Ooh. What I didn't know, what I didn't know was her husband was a gangster. Oh. <laughs> uh, and, um, Is this New York? Me one, no, no, this was in, in London. And, okay. and, and, uh, one afternoon, uh, she phoned me out and said, he and his brother had got guns and they were going to come and kill me. Uh, <laughs> I borrowed I some money um, and I got myself on a, uh, on a plane to New York. Uh, I had one phone number of a, of a Guyanese family in, in, in Brooklyn who very kindly put me up. Um, and I worked with them on, on a building site there. And I, and I started writing for pornographic magazines <laughs> and then a, a new a new newspaper started in in, in uh, new york it was only very short-lived called the new york trib and um uh, and i started uh, writing for them I, you know I'm, I'm like 23 years old and i'm an illegal immigrant and i'm writing for new york daily it was fantastic mm. um <laughs> but at a time went, went on and, and I, I i had a career in journalism with uh the largely with the Financial Times. Um, and then one, and I went freelance, and I was you know, traveling around the world at other people's expenses and staying in hotels and having a wonderful time. And then to get my, uh, to get my stay back in the day in New York, um, I, I got married. Uh, mm. And one day I, w I was back in London, and this child turned up, who turned mm. out to be my son. Whoa. Okay, so, and I realized that I can't this wonderful life as a as a as a journalist anymore and i better start uh, I, I need to stay at home and look after him uh, so i need to write books and that film what's love got to do with it had just come out um with the, it's the tina turner movie mm. and uh as a journalist you always look for the other side of the story and i i knew that ike turner had made the first rock and roll record ever so I got on the phone and I, I, I eventually got his, his phone number out of Ebony magazine uh, and uh, I phoned him up, he just got out of jail and I said, Ike, can I do a book with you? And he said, yeah, come and see me. Uh, he was in, in California, um, St. Marcus near uh, San Diego there and I said, yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. So I, I headed off with this child I barely knew and we, yeah. well, we flew out to California and, 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 and signed a deal. So that's how, how my book, my literary career started. Wow. So with these 250 books, isn't, is there an autobiography? <laughs> that's you've got quite the history. Look, yeah, I, I, I write purely for money. Um, mm -hmm. And when someone offers me some money to write my autobiography, I shall certainly do it. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, no. Ah. <laughs> so, so do, do you, do you, um, 
pick your own topics because they vary. Or when people um, hire you or people ask you to write, um, do they tell you this is what I wanted on and you sort of follow through or is it both? Uh, sometimes I, you know, I spend quite a lot of time hustling ideas around the place, but but but, but um, publishers do come to me and say, you know, uh, like this cult, uh, cults book that's just out at the moment. That, that they came to me and said, "Can you do that?" Um, but you know, I like I like to keep um, some of my own ideas, and and uh, you know, it's it, it's a funny business. Um, uh, you know, I've done big serious books, like I got I got. Uh, called in to testify to your U.S. Senate once uh, over mm. a book that wasn't even published in America, uh, which was fun. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was cross-questioned by John Kerry and, and, and John McCain. Uh, and the, I, I was kind of accused of espionage on this book because I had lots of um, uh, classified U.S. intelligence documents, uh, shame to uh. say. Um, Back in my flat in London, um, but I was I was telling a a, a, a useful story, and then, and it's um, it's a privilege as, as a as a writer that you can do these things and kind of take on your government. I did a, a similar book taking on my government, uh, and they knocked down my front door and uh, came and stole papers and stuff from me. Um, that that you could that you could do that as a, an individual, uh, you can stand up to these people and and. Uh, say what you have to say. Hmm. Doesn't that terrify you some? Uh, well, yeah, uh, yes and no. That, that, that um, uh, I, you know, we, we, deliver, we live in, 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 in decent countries and, and they don't really like going around killing writers very much. <laughs> or we, or oh, even yeah. though I... Yeah, even though I was kind of... Um, uh, the Senate. I, it was the implication was that, that, that uh, uh, I could be tried for espionage. But again, in America, you don't put writers in jail. You mm. just don't. Mm. Well, not yet. I, I, <laughs> it, 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 that, would, that would still worry me. I, I mean, I would. I wouldn't feel I could trust uh, the government enough, uh, even when you're in a Senate hearing, because it's always about. Mm. You know, there's some agenda and some politics behind it and so if you're on the wrong side of that uh, of what they want mm. they you could end up somewhere you don't want to be yeah i mean various lady friends of, of mine uh, were pretty frightened and uh, about living with me and saying the phone's tapped i said of course the phone's tapped i would be doing my job if the phone wasn't tapped um, <laughs> but I, I guess i was i guess i was young and reckless then well, you have not only the government, probably the mafia, don't you? Have you've written a book on the history of the mob as well? So wouldn't you have to worry yeah. about both ends? <laughs> well, 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 yes, but but uh, these are kind of uh, more lightweight books that uh, are done from secondary sources. That that I'm not going through uh, great files. I'm not sitting in in your uh, um, national archives or I did another book sitting in. Uh, the um, U.S. Army archives in Colorado, Pennsylvania. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that sort of work uh, with the mafia. Ah, okay. The I was asked to do a book about a, a, a local uh, a gang here. here. I'm in. I'm in, in, um, in Bloomsbury. Can you imagine this? There's actually a, 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 a crime syndicate. 
uh, here. Um, mm. Um, but they're they're on their way on the wane. But uh, I was I was warned off doing a book about them. Mm. I was told I would disappear. Uh, well, <laughs> well, you're still here, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we, because we all th- we all think Bloomsbury is Virginia Woolf and the, and the Bloomsbury Group. Uh, I, I did a book recently about um, the assassination of um, of Lenin, and of course Lenin lived for nine years in in Bloomsbury. Mm. Hmm. Well, what was the what was the most challenging one that you've done done so far? Like, is there one that's really um, been hard on you and taken a lot out of you? Um, well, the one I'm most proud of, I, I wrote a book about the only woman who ever became um, emperor of China, not Dowager Empress or anything like that, um, and she changed the the, the um, Dynasty name to her own uh, name, and no one. Uh, she's she's as famous in in, in, uh, in China as, as Queen Elizabeth I in, in England. Um, but no one, as far as I could make out, no one had ever ever written her story in English. Um, and I got very lucky that those. I, I, the reason I live in Bloomsbury is I'm. I'm just five minutes walk from the British Library, which is the biggest library in the world, uh, and I, I found lots of uh, stuff about her in there. Um, they had a, a, they have a big archive of um, that the, the uh, uh, foreign colonial office collected uh, back in the nineteenth century when we had a bit of an empire. Um, and I'd, I'd done, I was working on this book, and I was taking back my my, my research material to the, the desk one, one evening when a, a, a young Chinese gentleman on the side of the desk said, are you interested in this woman? I said, well, of course, I've got all these books. Um, and he said, well, I'm actually um, looking into her as well. Um, I said, well, I'll buy you a cup of coffee. And I, I, I said to him, um, look, I've, I've almost finished my manuscript. Uh, if you'd read it for me to make sure I haven't made such any terrible mistakes um, then you could you can take anything out of it you want for your own work this guy came up with notes like almost as, uh, as long as my manuscript um, okay. uh, who, who said it right and the, um, and the book's been published in Chinese in China now hmm. so I'm, I'm very proud of that have you ever got any uh, um, kind of a, a backlash or Anything back from people that you've written about, or like even in China when you've written that book? I didn't get anything back from that. I, um, I haven't really had much uh, uh, backlash at all. Um, I was once accused of... of uh, I'd written a book about dictators, and I, and I did a piece about uh, a chapter on Chiang Kai-shek, and I was... Uh, uh, that was all over the internet. That was in- influencing the election in 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 Taiwan, which obviously I wasn't. Um, but no, no. Um, uh, I could try to think. Take a word, but I've really got uh, reaction. Uh, no, that's, sometimes I, the flat, the flat, the flat I'm sitting in here, and um, the, the reason I got called about the U.S. Senate, it was that I, I'd written the first book about whether um, prisoners, American prisoners of war were, 
were kept behind in Southeast Asia after the Vietnam War. And um, I, you know, I went to, to Hanoi and asked the government there, and they said, yes, of course we did. And, mm -hmm. and then when the, when the book came out here, I was told in America there was no interest in, in, in this, this, this topic at all, except for lots of Americans were, were phoning the, the British publisher and buying copies. And then suddenly a, a picture came out of Southeast Asia, and, and my flat was completely um, besieged by uh, uh, TV crews and journalists um, interviewing me hmm. uh, about it. But, but apparently there's no interest. <laughs> well, John McCain and John Kerry would be def definitely interested in that particular area. I see why now. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that's why I was called to testify. And, of course, they uh, they agreed everything I've said. I, I had the documents. I could I could track someone who was shot down in, 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 uh, in you know, 1967 to where they were in, in the 1980s um, by name, by camp. I'm sure that the, the Pentagon could do that, the same, but, but uh, I, could, I could do it by myself. Um, hmm. But but it was a, as you say, it was a political thing, and, and no one could own up to it. I must say, when I was doing that, I, 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 and I was at the Senate, someone gave me a um, a, 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 a foreign relations committee report uh, where they looked into what happened in previous wars, and this. Uh, uh, report said that in 1945, 31,000 people in British uniforms who were uh, uh, in the east part of, of Europe, when the, the Red Army came in, they were not returned home. Hmm. Uh, they were went into labour camps there. And when I started on, on that in this country, obviously everyone went mad. Hmm. The security forces came to see him and everything, and it, and it's powerful. That's what happened, but no one's ever going to admit to it, are they? Yeah. Hmm. How how was um, Ike Turner to deal with? Oh, very charming man, very charming man. I, with my with my little son, he's very good with children. Um, he, he was. Uh, I got on really well with him. Um, it was, it was difficult over money. We had a few fights over that. Um, and we, we actually did the book in Los Angeles during the O.J. Simpson trial. So there was, there was quite a bit uh -huh. of racial tension uh. In, uh, going on. I'd, I mean, I'd seen it before. And he used to take me to this sort of after-hours club where I would be the only white face in there. And these <laughs> huge black bouncers would come over to me and say, who are you? And I would point out, I can, I'd say, I'm his long-lost son. But <laughs> <laughs> right, well, there's really no answer to that. And secondly, in America, as you know, that if you if you speak with a clear English um, intonation, then then you don't get in any trouble. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You sound like you're with the BBC. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it could be okay. Uh, well, I was just wondering. So, when you come come out of that, how did you? Uh, because Tina Turner put out quite the. Uh, idea that uh you know in her story that he was quite rough with her and he he used to beat her and all that stuff how, how what was your opinion well um 
I think she's done that. In, there's a, a more recent biography out, but, but her, her original Aitina uh, didn't say that, and um, she she condemned the movie in in, um, in Ebony magazine. But my um, my take on it was really that that that, that uh, he would essentially be. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Lynched by that movie. And I, I was just um, the counsel for the defense. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who can tell what actually goes on between two people behind closed doors? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, his, his, his story was that he just wanted to sleep with every woman in the world. Okay, yeah. and and it, uh, he slept with her once, and then she wanted to be like his wife, and uh, it, that wasn't it didn't really happen legally. He was, I think, he was married thirteen times, mm. um, and and was kind of short on divorces, um, and and he wanted he bought a bought a house um, uh, in Los Angeles, but he had his own apartment in his studios there, and didn't want to actually live with her. And she was always bringing food for him and, and stuff and trying to be the, the wife. So I can kind of understand it. Um, mm. Again, what's the, what, what, what's the real truth? Who can tell? Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Now, I also noticed mm. that you have sex lives for what the for the Pope? <laughs> uh, since when do the Popes have sex? Mm. They're not allowed to have sex. How can that be? <laughs> well, well, well... <laughs> Um, yeah, yes. I mean, a lot of them remember that that that, that um, you, yeah, you don't actually have to be a priest to be a, a pope. You can you can be a layman and be, be a pope. But a lot of them only um, took religion later in life, so so that they um, uh, they, they, they've been around a bit. But my yeah. my favourite is John the first first John the twenty third because they they often rename them to kind of cover up. Um, bad stuff he started his career as a pirate and he then he realized that there was actually more money uh, in uh, religion hmm. and it, 
when he was papal legate to Bologna, it, it, it said that he had uh, a house with a with hundred concubines in it. Mm. And it, he rose to become Pope. There, there was a schism at the time. There were actually three popes. But uh, he was one of them. But he was arrested and taken to, um, uh, to Constance, to the Council of Constance, where, the, where he was tried. In, in fact, because uh, uh, back in those days, when all the, there was a, 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 a convention like that, that every prostitute in the whole of Europe went to, to Constance because there's all these single men who have money. Where, mm. where would you be? Um, well, he was, he was um, charged with 53 capital offences, and he admitted, if I recall rightly, um, murder, incest, adultery, uh, and theft. Um, mm. And uh, uh, he was convicted, um, deposed, fined, jailed. He bribed his way out of jail and went on to become a, um, a cardinal again. You can't keep a good man down. Hmm. <laughs> no. Sounds like Michael, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm, what I'm quite, uh, you know, intri- interested in what I write about are serial killers, and I noticed that you have a number of those uh, in there. Um, yes, yes, yes. And then, uh, so you have one on serial killers and then mass murderers. Now, uh, um, on there, how about the, I got two. Uh, yeah, two on killer women and. Yeah, yeah, but yes, sir. There's, there's an endless appetite for, for um, true crime and especially serial killers. Everybody loves serial killers. I'm not quite sure. But okay, it's like profiles of I the mean, most they're, barbaric they're, criminals. There. Yeah, but, but they're, yeah. They're, they're always good stories, though. Um, somehow, and I, yeah. I suppose it's that sort of, to, um, that the hero people who kind of um, step over the line, which mm-hmm. we all kind of wish we could sometimes, but hopefully not in that way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, we'd rather be kind of rock stars in doing it, but uh, <laughs> but that's sort of, that, that sort of thing. But uh, with, with with my sex lives, so there's actually twelve in the series, um, and it really took off. I'd, I'd done sex lives with U.S. presidents when um, Bill Clinton got caught with Monica Lewinsky, and I've always thought he must have read the book and thought this. This author needs some help. Um, get down there, Monica. <laughs> so you wrote that book before that uh, that event, that stuff, Affair. Yes, after. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and I, uh, Joni, Joan Rivers, he had me on her show. And again, I got, I, I did a lot of um, media in, in America at that time because. I sound like I'm with the BBC, so it's like I can I can oh. say things on American radio and TV that that, that no American would dare say <laughs> when it comes to sex, at least. Sounds proper. <laughs> yeah, it sounds proper. Right? It's more. Well, you can have a big one when Trump oh. is done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've got one out called um, uh, "We Two in the White House" at the moment. But uh, the, the thing I, I always got away with uh, um, back then with Clinton, because I didn't, the Clinton thing was kind of breaking, so I didn't know any more than anyone else. But I always used to say, well, actually, George Washington set a standard that even Slick Willie couldn't live up to. <laughs> oh. Oh. His, his, first lo- his first lover was um, a Native American lady called Bright Lightning. Uh, then he had, he had um, 
and long affair with the with the wife of his best friend. Mm. Uh, he, he he married an, an older woman for for her money, and the the, the War of Independence was largely an excuse to play away from home. Mm. And in fact, there was, a, there was a huge sex scandal during the war called the Washerwoman Kate Affair, uh, which came out in the newspapers on both sides of the Atlantic. He, he had um, uh, a congressman uh, procuring young women for him, so you have to be a little bit careful what you say on, on American media. So I, I would say that... that, that uh, when he came back from fighting the British, there'd be someone to administer the comforts of love to him. I think <laughs> people knew what I was talking about. <laughs> there was, there was actually, it was such a big scandal, there was actually a Broadway play made out of it at the time. <laughs> and, and then I would say, look, there's so much of this stuff that, that, that uh, I don't want to bore your, um, your listeners or your, your, view, your viewers, and I don't want to upset your school children, because I know they're, they're taught that, that uh, George Washington died because he'd been out horseback riding in in, in, the, in the winter and he'd caught a chill, it turned to pneumonia, he died. And I said, it's not true. He, he caught the chill in the hunt and hit his slave huts with a black woman. Ah. Which, and you could always see people behind the cameras going, what the English would you say? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> but it, you read the history, that's what happened. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, what 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 eighteenth century what eighteenth century gentleman who had a lot of slave women? What 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 would he be doing exactly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It'd be yeah. different not to, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. It wasn't just Jefferson. No. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few of them, I guess. It's it just keeps on yes, going. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 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 I guess that was a uh, how well how was the things like when you've written on Hitler was Hitler much the same too what is it something that all leaders do uh, yeah there, there, there was that too but I mean he was um, he was very strange um, that I, I, I there are these mad right-wing people who, who look up to him when you read about his sex life no uh, he mm-hmm. liked um, how do I say this delicately? Um, he was happy to sort of lie on the floor and have a woman kick him and ouch. Uh, yeah, and and well, uh, you may have to edit this and, and piss and shit on him. Right? Oh. That was his. That was his thing. Right? You, know, you would admire this man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's crazy. I yeah. didn't realize. I yeah, thought, yeah. I thought he was a structured vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. He was. He was. Yes, didn't smoke, didn't drink, and and um, no meat. But uh, yes, he. Mm. I think we can. He was a peculiar man, wasn't he? Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. He's very odd. Yeah. And and um, you know, all, all this was documented at at the time. Hmm. So, so David Cameron putting his penis in a pig head isn't so bad. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, that's that's crazy. I I I I was like the Winston Churchill story though. That Winston Churchill, um, when he finally fell from power in in the nineteen fifties, um, and he went out to stay with his uh, Somerset Maugham uh, in the south of France, who had been he'd been to school with. To get, with him and um, over lunch Somerset Maugham said to him um, 
you know, your mother, who was an American, Jerry, um, Jenny, J- Jerome, um, used to tell me that you, when you were at school, you used to sleep with the other boys. And Winston Churchill said, banged his fist on the table and said, it's a damn lie. He said, the only time I went, I, I, I did, but I did once go to bed with a man just to find out what it was like. Right? Um, and the, it turned out that the, the, the um, the person concerned was Ivan Novello. Um, so Somerset Maud said, well, Winston, what was it like? And Winston pulled the cigar from his mouth and said, musical. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. So you don't, you, you, don't, you, you don't know whether he's telling the truth the whole while, you know. It's, it's, it's a typical Winston Churchill story. Now and now, now when you uh, one thing I noticed when you deal with uh, serial killers or when you write about spree killing, like when you wrote the spree killer book, um, is that now that's tends to be something that's very American, isn't it? It's not really something you're going to see in uh, in the UK as much. Not very often in 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 the UK because we don't have because of our gun laws. Uh, It happens. in Germany, Finland, Australia, uh, Russia, it, it, it does happen. It, uh, but yeah, yes, you, you are the world leaders in it. <laughs> no <doubt> about that. <laughs> Nobody does it better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or more often. Yeah, yeah. Is that, do you yeah. have an opinion on that? Without, do you think it's just? Do you think it's part of the culture, or do you think it's part, kind of a combination of the culture itself plus being? A gun culture and having guns, or uh, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, yes, obviously helps having lots of guns, yeah. doesn't it? Um, that, 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 um, other people, I mean, there's lot, obviously lots of people who are terribly frustrated uh, in in various ways in in, in any country. Um, but if they don't have access to uh, the firearms, that they tend to take it out in in, in other milder ways um but that but that but um, you're wedded to your guns and there's nothing can, can be done about that mm. yeah so and now you got a specific how many how many specific serial goes i see you wrote jack the ripper um what made you choose him all all on his own uh, yeah, but again that that, that was um uh, you can see that's um uh, a book done with a friend of mine who's um He's an Australian um, um, a film producer and director, and he had done several films about serial killers. And um, he had come across there, there was a, a a book that came out in in the nineteen eighties called uh, My Secret Life by Walter, uh, and it was uh, it was uh, sold as, as a classic of, of, of uh, Victorian pornographic literature. In fact, that was a, um, a slimmed-down version. There's 12 volumes of it in the British Library. And it was published in, in, in Antwerp in, in uh, uh, the uh, 1860s. And there were, I think there were only 12 sets done. But he, when he read it, he, he realized that it, the, 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 the voice was exactly the same as the memoirs of, of, of uh, serial killers. And it, we worked on it, and we, we managed to identify not only all the victims of Jack the Ripper in there, but also after they said that Jack the Ripper was 
disappeared or died or whatever, he was no longer around. There was a series of, of, of murders um, up the up the river beyond, uh, not in the city, but but up beyond Westminster, called the Thames Torso um, Murders, and he could identify all the pe- all the victims there too uh, in, in this book. So we put together extracts from My Secret Life, um, and we showed that what had happened um, was there, there was, um, during the, the 18th century, um, as kind of uh, syphilis um, took over, uh, there, was a, there, there was a market, a big market for, for, um, uh, for virgins. And there was a lot of rich older men who, who wanted underage girls for sex. And when they changed the law here, um, it was it was getting very difficult. And the women, the women who actually killed, though they were prostitutes as well, they were the procurers of the of the, of, of the young women. So this book uh, was sold to essentially a, a, a Victorian paedophile ring um, to uh, both remind them of what it was like to have young girls, but also to show that they weren't going to be in danger anymore because the people you knew what they'd, they'd done were being killed. Was this the uh, 1885 Maiden Tribute Act? Does that involve that? Yes, yes, that, 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 that's, all, that's all involved. That's when, when the, when, that's when the law was changed. Yeah. Okay, it was a gotcha. Big, big, a big deal. Hmm. Okay, so you saw, uh, so it was basically this uh, Walter, uh, is you hmm. still don't know who that would possibly be, right? It's just that's the name well, well, that came out. We 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 have actually identified him right now, but we we haven't got a deal to make a, a follow up book. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, <laughs> so we can only say so much so, right now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're still trying to sell it. Gotcha, gotcha. And then, uh, so then, um, would this? Uh, Walter uh, was he under the radar of Scout and Yard at the time, or is this? Uh, uh, what did Scotland Yard know who he was? Uh, yeah, he, he he was under the radar. He, they, they didn't know. They didn't know oh, okay. who he was. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he was quite an, uh, a respectable, upstanding figure, so he wouldn't wasn't uh, even suspected. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. You know, um, mm. just just crazy. Um, so now, what do you plan on? You do you have any? Um, Influences uh, on your writing. Um, yeah, my 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 bank. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to pay my mortgage. Well, but, but it's it's honest. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now what, I'm, your, I'm with do- I'm with I'm with Doctor Johnson, who said no man save adulting wrote except for money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not doing literature, so. <laughs> so tell us, uh, what's your website so listeners can find you? I, I, I've been Nigel Cawthorn, all one word, uh, at, um, well, sorry, uh, yeah. Nigel Cawthorn. No, 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 quite funny and uh <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have your website and books up on ours so people listening can do one click and uh check you out um again okay. thank you thank you for taking some time nigel cawthorn 
My pleasure. Thank you. To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.